everyone, welcome to The Zero Hour. I'm your host, The Saw, and welcome to our continuing journey through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This week, we take a look at the start of the MCU's Phase 3 with our look at Captain America Civil War. Phase 3 started on a serious downer as far as our heroes were concerned. The Avengers split into two and fought in which would be the ultimate reason they were defeated in Avengers Infinity War. This movie is the culmination of the Captain America trilogy, a quasi-Avengers film, and very much an Iron Man 4 film. We're going to look at all of these and just how each applies to this particular film. The movie reunites the directing team of Joe and Anthony Russo with the writing duo of Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, and the return of Chris Evans as Captain America. So what is the story of Captain America Civil War? Well, let's be honest for a minute. I think you're all pretty much aware of the story. After all, if you're listening to this show, then you know it already. But in case you don't, let's start with a brief look at the plot. The movie opens with a team of Avengers, led by Captain America and Black Widow, trying to track down and apprehend Brock Rumlow, who now goes by the name Crossbones. Crossbones is in Lagos, Nigeria, attempting to get his hands on a biological weapon. In the fight that follows, Crossbone kills himself in an attempt to kill Captain America. Wanda saves Captain America by redirecting the bomb explosion and in the process accidentally kills a lot of innocent people. The result brings the countries of the United Nations together to form what becomes known as the Sokovia Accords, an attempt at keeping the Avengers in check. General Ross, now Secretary of State Ross, comes to the Avengers compound with Tony Stark and a copy of the Accords. The Avengers are told to sign it or retire. This leads to a split in the team with Captain America and Falcon not signing while Iron Man, War Machine, Vision, and Black Widow do. Wanda doesn't sign as well, but we later learn she was being kept at the Avengers compound by Tony under Vision's guard to keep her safe until something could be figured out. Three days later in Vienna, the countries of the world gather to ratify the Sokovia Accords. During all this time, we learn that the villain of the movie, Helmut Zemo, has been trying to locate the book with the command words to take control of Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier. He creates a disguise to look like Bucky, and then he bombs the UN building during the Accords. The resulting explosion kills King T'Chaka of Wakanda, leaving his son, T'Challa, seeking revenge as the Black Panther. This leads to Captain America and Falcon going after Bucky to bring him in alive, going against the Accords. T'Challa intervenes in the capture, and the world learns he is the Black Panther. Bucky is arrested and taken to Berlin. Captain America and Falcon are told they are dismissed from the Avengers if they don't sign the Accords. They refuse. Meanwhile, Zemo manages to get his hands on the book and makes his way to Berlin after Vienna, where he kills a psychiatrist who has been brought to examine Bucky after his capture. Once inside the CIA compound in Berlin, he manages to free Bucky after using the book to control him, and in the chaos, he escapes himself. Captain America goes after Bucky and saves him, and then along with Falcon, they begin to assemble a team to help get all of them to Siberia, where there are supposedly more Winter Soldiers, who they believe Zemo is after, to control. They recruit Hawkeye and Ant-Man, and Wanda to their side. Secretary Ross gives Iron Man 36 hours to bring them in. Tony heads off to Queens, New York, where he recruits Peter Parker, aka Spider-Man, to help. Before we continue on, let's have a listen to the song that plays during the scene where we meet Peter. Left Hand Free by Alt-J, right here on The Zero Hour. Hey, shady baby, I'm hot, like the prodigal sun. Bigger battle, any mini money, more and flower, you're the chosen one. Feel your left hand free. 
Take a bite of lini, mini, mini, moe, and flower. You're the chosen one. was Left Hand Free by Alt-J, and it can be heard in the scene where we meet Peter, and then again during the end credits. It's the only song we actually get to hear that's not part of the soundtrack score. Before that, we were discussing the plot, and as I mentioned, Tony Stark had traveled to Queens to recruit Spider-Man, an endeavor he was very much successful in doing. The great thing about this was that Sony and Marvel, for the first time, had agreed to share Spider-Man, allowing him to enter the MCU. It was a deal that made both studios a ton of money, and one that still exists to this day, despite a few hiccups along the way. Tony recruits Peter, gathers Vision, and they head back to Berlin to stop Captain America and Falcon from escaping with Bucky. The two groups meet at the airport, with Team Cap consisting of Captain America, Bucky, Falcon, Hawkeye, Ant-Man and Wanda, against Team Iron Man, consisting of Iron Man, Black Widow, Vision, War Machine, Spider-Man, and Black Panther. The resulting airport battle is a great fight between all of the heroes with some fantastic writing and great action. Each character gets a decent amount of battle screen time, and when it looks like Team Cap is about to lose, Falcon, Hawkeye, Ant-Man, and Wanda hold off the other Avengers while Captain America and Bucky make for the Quinjet in their attempt to leave. Vision and Black Panther attempt to stop them before Black Widow stops Black Panther, and Wanda gets hit by War Machine, causing Vision to turn to help her. Captain America and Bucky escape in the Quinjet with Iron Man and War Machine pursuing them. Falcon attempts to stop them, and in an attempt to shoot him down, Vision hits War Machine, knocking out his arc reactor, causing him to fall. The fall leaves Rhodey crippled from the waist down. Falcon, Wanda, Hawkeye, and Ant-Man are arrested and taken to the Raft prison in the Atlantic Ocean. Bucky and Cap head to Siberia to stop Zemo. Tony flies to the Raft, to learn where Cap and Bucky have gone after discovering that Captain America had been right all along about Zemo. He warns Black Widow that Ross will be coming after her for helping Cap and Bucky escape. After learning where Cap and Bucky have gone, Tony flies after them only to be followed by T'Challa in a stealth plane. Iron Man catches up with Captain America and Bucky and they call a truce as they head off to stop Zemo together. However, Zemo has other plans. He shows them a video of Bucky killing Tony's parents in 1991, something we saw earlier in the film, but Tony had been unaware of. When Tony finds out about it, he learns that Steve knew. Tony, in utter rage, attacks Bucky and Cap in an attempt to kill Bucky. The battle between the three is brutal and ends with Bucky's cybernetic arm destroyed, Iron Man left battered and his suit ruined, and Captain America and Bucky hobbling away. Captain America drops his shield after Tony tells him he has no right to it any longer and leaves. Meanwhile, T'Challa encounters Zemo outside and stops him from committing suicide after he explains why he did all of this. The movie ends with Tony and Rhodey at the Avengers compound as Rhodey is trying to recover with the use of an exoskeleton that Tony had built for him. Captain America breaks into the raft and rescues Wanda and Falcon, but Hawkeye and Ant-Man we later learn remain behind. The three then head off where we learn they later meet up with Black Widow and become the Secret Avengers. The film is an amazing movie, and as I mentioned earlier, it's not only the third Captain America movie, but it also gives us a chance to see an Iron Man 4 and basically a third Avengers film. 
Right now, let's check out Niall Stenson's version of Captain America Civil War's theme right here on The Zero Hour.
Well, that was the Captain America Civil War theme from the official soundtrack. And before that was Niall Stenson's version of that same theme. This movie was a key movie in the Infinity Saga. It introduced us to Black Panther and Spider-Man. And like I said earlier, this was a major step forward in the movie industry. It was really something amazing that Sony and Disney could come to a sharing agreement of Spider-Man's movie rights. This agreement has made both companies billions and has been widely popular with Marvel fans. The next important character we met at the time was Black Panther, the other major Marvel Avenger introduced in this movie. Black Panther was meant to be one of the next major Avengers, and while he got his own solo film in Phase 3 and made appearances in both Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame, a very sad turn of events came when the actor who played him, Chadwick Boseman, died of cancer. The loss of Chadwick Boseman delayed the second Black Panther movie, titled Black Panther Wakanda Forever, and Kevin Feige said they would not recast T'Challa, but instead said we would learn of his departure in the second film, and that someone new would take up the mantle of Black Panther. One of the other things we get to see in this film is the beginning of Falcon and Bucky's relationship that comes from both of them being close to Captain America. This buddy-buddy relationship would be seen again in Avengers Infinity War, but even more so, it would develop in the Phase 4 Disney Plus series Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The really big thing this movie did was split the Avengers in two, allowing them to not be prepared for the coming of Thanos in Avengers Infinity War. This was the real reason the Avengers failed to defeat him, and why it would take them all coming together in Avengers Endgame to finally beat him. And that brings us to the end of our first segment. We'll be right back with segment two right after this short break. So hold on to your shields. Shields. 